Hello, beautiful soul family. I am back with another episode. <laughs> it is Sunday morning, and I just went and had a beautiful morning walk on the beach with coffee, just enjoying life. Yesterday, I was completely off grid, um, taking the time to disconnect in order to reconnect, which is one of my favorite practices that I have come to do in the last six months. Um, so yeah, taking Friday night and all the, all of Saturday off, off of my phone, off of social media, off of basically life and reality itself. Um, where I'm living now in Mexico basically is a little bit of <laughs> a detachment from reality as it is. It's kind of a bubble. Um, for those of you that know, you know. <laughs> However, just taking the time to be present with nature, to be present with the people in my life, the most important people, is so refreshing. It allows me to come back full force. It allows me to then give from a place of overflow, which is something that I've been speaking about on the podcast in the last few episodes, is that I'm very much in a space of feeling so nourished and the ability to just give from this place. And for a while there, I was really in a contraction phase. I was really in a space of nurturing myself and not having this ability to give from overflow. So anyways, it is Sunday morning. I'm getting back into the swing of things. And I'm also going to take the afternoon off because I haven't had one Sunday off of work in the last 13 weeks. Um, so Today is a beautiful day for me, and I wanted to talk about something that I spoke about on my Instagram this past week, because what I spoke about has been lying on my heart for some time now, and it is this realization that I had that if you go out partying every week, if you go out binge drinking every week, you cannot say that you love yourself, and now... I had this realization, you know, many, many months ago, but the way in which I realized it wasn't fully formed. And that might not sound, <laughs> that might not sound understandable right now, but in my mind, the way that I'm processing it, the way that I'm remembering it is that I had this realization um, many months ago. And then as I came out here, in Mexico and things have become a lot more clear for me in my life and I've had a lot of separation from my old life, I can see more clearly, okay, this is what it was that I wanted to say. And so when I had this realization, this moment of, ah, it makes so much sense because I caught, caught myself living a life of not loving myself by going out and partying every weekend. So now that I have stopped partying every weekend, now that I am living a sober lifestyle, I can see clearly, okay, this is what loving myself actually looks like. This is what loving myself truly feels like. And you know, there's a lot of people out here that are on a self-love journey. They're on a self-healing journey, a spiritual journey, and yet they're still going out consuming alcohol every weekend. They're still going out partying. So when I had this realization and shared it with my my close people, my inner circle here, I was watching them have this same realization too. When I shared this, this insight, um, it was a beautiful moment to see it click within their own brain because they are also non-drinkers. So 
to watch them have that moment of clicking was this beautiful re like a, a reaffirmation, a validation of this insight that I've had. And it's something that I've wanted to share and wanted to talk about. And the way in which I did it was through an Instagram post at first. And now this is something that is extremely controversial for me. And this is something that feels scary and it feels big to talk about this because I have a lot of people still in my life or in my past life who do party all of the time. So sharing something like this was extremely challenging for me. It came with a lot of unraveling and a lot of detachment and a lot of coming into my own autonomous being, my own sovereignty and deciding that this is something that I need to talk about for all of you, for my listeners, for my audience, for my community, for the people that are on a path of wanting to love themselves, are on a path of wanting to break patterns that they have been living in. So that is what really fueled this ability to begin speaking about these things. And it's not just this one topic, it's not just this one realization, but it is all of it related to sobriety. And it is going to be all of the things that I am soon to be expressing and sharing and talking about. So specifically what I want to talk about today is this truth that I hold that is when I was out partying all of the time and I was out drinking, I did not love myself. And so if you are someone who wants to love yourself or says that you love yourself yet is going out and drinking and partying and getting into that scene every Friday and Saturday night, I'm sorry, but there is still a part of you that does not fully love yourself and does not fully accept yourself because here is, here's the simple thing broken down is that alcohol is toxin. Alcohol is poison. And now everyone knows this. Everyone knows that ethanol is found in literally paints and cleaners and bleaches and removers. And it's found in airplane fuel. I mean, come on, (laughs) we're drinking something that is so toxic for our body. And we know this. We know that it is toxic for our body. We know that it is not healthy to be drinking this because of how it makes us feel the next day. And now I was stuck in this loop of going out and drinking and feeling like shit the next morning, right? And then saying, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Everybody feels this way. Everybody wakes up and feels like shit on Sundays. That's just how life is. That's just how you do life. That's what you do when you want to have fun. Little did I know that you can actually have fun and you don't have to feel like shit after. Um, And so I want to break this down a little bit more. And I want to talk about how this is related to self-worth, how this is related to our own beliefs around our own worth and how we carry ourselves in the world. Because these two things have been highly correlated within my own journey and they're highly correlated just in general. Our belief about how we feel about ourselves And what we choose to do with our time and our energy and how we choose to show up in the world. So drinking ethanol is highly toxic and yet we still choose to do it. And now there's something that I read back at the beginning of my sobriety journey from Quit Like a Woman, the radical choice to not consume alcohol in a culture obsessed with it. Um... 
I'm forgetting the last, I'm forgetting the author's last name. Her first name is Holly. Oh, Holly Whitaker is her name. So incredible book, incredible information in there. And something that she speaks about is this, is how we consume ethanol, we consume poison. And yet at the same time, we are all so concerned about what we put into our bodies. We're vegan. We do face masks with only natural products. We do yoni steams. We go to the gym. We go to infrared saunas. We use crystals in our in our yonis, right? Like we're so concerned and so consumed by this idea of trying to be healthy. And yet we go out and we drink every weekend and we consume poison every weekend. So this hit me like a ton of bricks when I first read it. And this is, again, coming back to this realization that I had of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> when I was going out drinking every week and I did not love myself. And so I'm giving this message. I'm re-delivering this message to you, although it might be harsh to hear, because when you care about yourself, and you care about what you ingest and you care about how you spend your time and your energy and the quality of conversations that you have, yet you're willing to put it all to the side for a night of drinking. It's showing your subconscious mind, it's showing yourself that you don't actually care. You only care a certain amount or you only care when it's convenient, right? So you have these conditions on your love towards yourself. You have these conditions on how much you love yourself or when you love yourself or why you love yourself. And so it's a conditional love that we hold, right? And it comes back to our belief about ourselves. It comes back to our belief about our worth, how we view ourselves in this world and what we think that we're worthy of. And now something else that I was speaking about on my Instagram is this cycle of self-worth and self-sabotage, right? When we get into this loop of unworthiness and perpetuating our low self-worth. So I've spoken about this before. You're probably already familiar with this, but our subconscious mind is programmed from the age that we are born or from the time that we are conceived to the time that we are about seven years old. This is when our subconscious mind is programmed and we are like sponges at this time. And now some people believe that we are sponges even when we're in the womb. And some people um, believe that it's from the time that we're actually born into this reality, into this 3D world. So we are sponges and we're absorbing everything that our caregivers, our parents are feeding us essentially. And this is when our beliefs about self are usually instilled into the subconscious mind. And then they are continuously perpetuated throughout our lives. There might be times when, you know, you're older than seven years old or something happens, but it comes back to our earlier years. It comes back to moments when we were younger and we are so susceptible to taking things on as truth. Something might have happened in your childhood where you felt unworthy or, or not good enough. You felt invalidated. You felt wrong. You felt bad, right? These are feelings of shame. There might have been something that happened that made you feel incompetent, not smart, not good enough, not valuable, not worthy. And since we are so sponge-like, we are so easily impressionable at this time in our youth, in our childhood, we hold on to this 
We hold on to this belief about ourselves because we are just trying to make sense of who we are, what the world is, who the people are around us. And we're trying to bring this all together and make sense of the world around us, right? And so then we have this feeling and this creates a belief about ourselves especially if it comes from our parents or our caregiver, caregivers, the people that give us life, that protect us. And now it might not have been anything traumatic. It might not have been like big T trauma, abuse, physical, emotional, sexual abuse. It might have been just a feeling. It might have been an experience. It could have been little T trauma and people are not as aware of this little t trauma. You might not be aware that this is even a feeling that you've had your entire life because it becomes so deeply ingrained and embedded in the subconscious mind. However, it influences how we show up today. And so when we have this belief that we are not good enough or we are not worthy, our brain, our subconscious mind is programmed to then seek and scan the environment to confirm that belief. This is called our reticular activating system within the brain. It is the part of the brain that scans the environment to find evidence, to validate and confirm the beliefs that we already hold within ourselves about ourselves. So if we have a belief that we are unworthy, we're going to scan the environment and see what actions and what thoughts we can come up with in order to confirm that belief. We're finding the evidence to confirm that belief and we are gathering that evidence to create a story and to give fuel to this belief that we have. So an example of this is what I shared on my Instagram the other day. An example would be having this belief of unworthiness and then we choose to binge drink and we go out and party, right? When we do this, it's because we're choosing to consume poison, something we know that doesn't make us feel good, something we know that leads to drama, conflict, um, regretful decisions, right? So we're unconsciously self-sabotaging. We're unconsciously making this decision. And a lot of this, and this is this is the key point here, is a lot of this is happening unconsciously. As human beings, a lot of what we do in this life is acted from a place of unconsciousness until we begin to wake up, until we begin to lift the veil of our consciousness and take a really good look at our beliefs, our thoughts, and our actions because they are all related. They all stem from one another. And so when we're going out and partying, we are unconsciously self-sabotaging. We are unconsciously then making regretful decisions. We are feeling like crap. And it is giving us this confirmation of, I knew that I wasn't good enough. I knew that I couldn't do anything right. So for example, let me try and come up with an example from my own personal life. I believed that I was unworthy and unlovable and not good enough. And so when I would go out and party and drink, I would find myself in drama, in conflict with my my ex. I would find myself in these situations where I would say something immature. I would say something unhelpful. I would say something that would maybe instigate a fight or start something, or I would spread drama or gossip about other people, right? All of these unconscious self-sabotaging behaviors and actions 
that would inadvertently or well that would advertently that would directly create this confirmation that I am not good enough. Usually Sunday morning I would wake up after having a fight with my partner or you know just doing something that would then confirm okay I knew that I wasn't good enough. I knew that I was un- unlovable or I knew that I was not of value. I knew that I was silly or stupid or whatever story I would create, right? Um, this is this wheel of perpetuating our low self-worth. And a lot of the times we're doing it via drinking. We are doing it via alcohol consumption, right? When we believe highly of ourselves, when we believe that we are incredibly worthy and valuable and we are important and what we have to offer the world is meaningful and is purposeful and we are thinking of ourselves as worthy, chances are we're not going to go out and consume poison and then make a fool of ourselves and then feel bad about it the next day because we know that we are worthy as we are. We know we don't have to go out there and prove anything and seek validation from other people based off of what we're wearing, based off of how we're communicating, right? So this reality of having low self-worth, having low self-esteem, and then going out and putting ourselves in situations that are going to then reconfirm this belief This is this toxic, this never-ending cycle of low self-worth and constantly confirming our beliefs about self, constantly confirming this idea that we are not worthy, right? So say, for instance, you're someone that has low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and you like to dress up and you like to go out on Friday nights. You like to look good and put on makeup, put on high heels, put on your beautiful dress and you like to look good and you want to go out there and you want to be seen by people at the bar. You want the external validation of knowing that you look good. You want the external validation of knowing that if you look good, then you feel good and then you are good, right? We're creating this story of, okay, if I go out there and someone notices me, someone hits on me, then I must look good. I must be pretty. I must be worthy. I must be valuable. I must be good right? And then we're confirming that we are enough and we're seeking it from an external place. However, if we go out and we don't receive any validation, if you go out and you don't receive a comment or someone doesn't hit on you or a man doesn't ask for your number, what is it that you're telling yourself after that? Are you telling yourself, see, I knew that I wasn't good enough. I knew that I was ugly. I knew that I was fat. All of these awful things, right? So when it works in your favor, it works in your favor. But when it doesn't work in your favor, it still works in your favor to confirm these beliefs about yourself. So this cycle, it can be broken by lifting the veil of our consciousness. It can be broken by bringing more awareness to the beliefs that we hold about ourselves and how our actions then perpetuate this belief, right? So when we have this belief of innate worthiness when we have this high self-worth we know that we're worthy no matter what the external world tells us when we can come back to the innate truth that our worth is here regardless it doesn't matter the job the person the partner the friends doesn't matter how much money's in our bank account or the clothes that we wear or the brand name that they are when we are 
assured that we are worthy because we are a human being here on planet earth and that is enough, when we are assured we're going to make decisions that are going to then confirm that we are worthy. We're not going to go out there and we're not going to sabotage and perpetuate this idea of low self-worth. We're going to make choices that are going to reaffirm that we are good enough and that we are worthy. So maybe instead of going out drinking on a Friday and Saturday night, maybe we go out for a nice dinner or maybe we go to a sober party. Maybe we go to an ecstatic dance and there's no drinking. Maybe we stay in. Maybe we do something that we really, really love like paint right? Maybe we stay in and we watch the sunset or we read a good book or we make a mocktail with girlfriends and we sit there and we we play a beautiful board game. I don't know. We're choosing to confirm a belief that we are worthy though. And then we, by doing this, we are conscience, consciously choosing our own worthiness, which leads to a confidence in our decisions. We begin to feel good about the choices that we are making for ourselves because they are confirming that we are worthy no matter what we do. We are worthy and we don't have to seek outside of ourselves. We don't have to have the world validate that. And we don't have to put ourselves into situations that make us feel bad about ourselves, right? So we're confirming, I can trust myself to make the decision that is best for me overall, right? So I'm going to spend my time nourishing my mind, my body, and my soul, and I'm going to feel good about that after, which is going to continue to perpetuate this belief that I am good enough exactly as I am. I don't need to go out and prove to the world or seek external validation from the world. So when we're doing this, we're showing our subconscious mind, we are showing ourselves that, yeah, I believe that I'm worthy because I'm choosing to not consume poison and not get myself into drama and chaos. I'm choosing to fill my my body with something that's healthy for it so that I can wake up the next morning and that I can do something that makes me feel good about myself because I deserve to feel good all of the time. I don't have to make myself feel bad every weekend, right? And so a lot of this... <laughs> A lot of this going out and drinking on the weekends for myself was a subconscious way of making myself feel bad because I didn't think that I was worthy and deserving of feeling good all of the time. I thought that I had to suffer. I thought that I had to feel bad all of the time or some of the time. I didn't think that I was worthy of feeling good all of the time, physically, mentally, emotionally. Right? I didn't think that I was deserving of waking up and feeling full of life and vitality and having a clear mind, having a clear heart, feeling incredibly inspired and motivated all of the time. I didn't think that I was worthy of having that. I thought I had to suffer like the people before me. I thought that I had to suffer like the rest of the world and what I saw other people doing, feeling like shit on Sundays. Right? It's a collective agreement that we have put in society is that everybody feels like shit on Sundays right? Nobody, nobody enjoys their Sundays. Everybody's filled with anxiety and fear about the upcoming work week, right? This is this collective idea that society has deci- has come up with. And so we begin to believe that. We begin to think, okay, yeah, I have to feel like shit like everybody else on Sundays. I can't actually enjoy my day and be filled with inspiration and clarity and vibrancy and vitality. And when you do go against that, That's a whole other story. (laughs) However, when you decide that you actually are worthy 
of feeling good all of the time is when you begin to you begin to break this and you begin to change some of these things. And so the reason why you don't love yourself if you go out drinking every weekend is because you are perpetuating this belief that you are unworthy, this belief that you are not good enough, that you're bad, that you're unlovable, whatever the story is. And this is an opportunity to connect with yourself and to practice self-inquiry and say, okay, What is it that I am believing about myself? What is it that I'm finding, I am telling myself after every weekend of drinking? What is this story that I'm creating and giving energy to every time I go out drinking, right? What is this belief that I am validating about myself every time I go out drinking? And getting really curious about yourself, right? Because... If you fully accepted yourself, if you fully loved yourself, why would you put yourself in an environment that you know is not conducive to love and acceptance, right? Do you really, really, really love going out there and yelling over loud music, wondering if someone will notice you, overstimulation, feeling like shit the next morning? potentially puking or blacking out or not remembering your night. Do you really, really, really love that? And if you do love that, then fine. That's, that's, that's your decision. That's your choice to love something like that. But I want you to be radically honest with yourself. I want you to truly ask yourself these tough questions. Does it make you love yourself more when you go out partying every weekend, when you go out binge drinking and you wake up Sunday morning and you feel like garbage? Do you do that because you really, really love yourself? Or do you do that because it's the only thing you've known? Do you do that because you feel like you have to suffer? Because you feel like that's the way that life is and that everyone else is doing that and you feel like you don't have, you don't get to enjoy your Sundays. You don't get to enjoy your Saturdays. You don't get to be full of life and vibrancy on your own. You have to have something in you that brings that out, right? So asking yourself these questions, being really intentional with how you spend your time, how you spend your energy, how you perpetuate an idea that you have about yourself. Right? Getting really clear on, okay, what do I actually believe about myself? Do I believe that I get to have a really amazing life? Do I, get to, do I believe that I get to really enjoy my weekends and my time off? Do I believe that I am capable of being full of this ecstatic joy and bliss and love at all times? Or do I think that I have to suffer a little bit? Do I think that I have to be cranky or annoyed or mad or sad? at least like 50% of the time, right? I want you to really sit with yourself and ask yourself these questions. And it might be hard and it might be uncomfortable. And if you're listening to this, you might feel completely triggered and that's okay. (laughs) My purpose here is to bring this message forward and to highlight this was the journey that I was on. This was the belief that I was having about myself and I was going out there and sabotaging every weekend because I thought that I had to suffer. I thought that I was unworthy. I thought that I was not good enough. And so I went out there and I confirmed that every weekend. I confirmed that I wasn't good enough. 
that I wasn't worthy of having a beautiful, vibrant, loving, peaceful, happy, joyful life. I didn't think that I was worthy of having my dream life of just peace and relief and calmness and love and happiness. I thought that I had to suffer because I thought that I was unworthy. I thought that I was living this life and I had to prove my worth. And when I couldn't prove my worth, it then perpetuated this idea that, okay, yeah, see, I knew that I was unworthy, right? See, I knew that I couldn't do anything correctly. I knew that I was going to fuck something up. So this is a heavy a heavy topic because it's looking at our subconscious beliefs that we hold about ourselves and it's taking responsibility. Really, it's being radical and taking ownership for the way that we've been living and the way that we think about ourselves, the things that we believe about ourselves. It's getting out of our victimhood and saying that, yeah, you're right. I have been perpetuating this belief and I have been going out drinking poison every weekend because I don't love myself, because I don't think that I'm worthy. I don't think that I'm valuable or whatever the story is. It's taking ownership of our lives. It's getting out of our victimhood, which is incredibly challenging to do because it means that we don't get to live the way that we've always been living. We have to see that we actually are incredibly worthy I could go on about this for a while (laughs) and there is more to this because, okay, so now what do I do, Meg? Now I have this story. Now I have this awareness of the belief that I've been holding about myself. I can see that I haven't been viewing myself as worthy. I can see that I have this belief that was instilled within my life. You know, my parents made me feel like I wasn't good enough, like I wasn't valuable and I went out there and I, and I validated it. Right. And I've, I've spent my whole life thinking that I'm not good enough. So now what do I do now? How do I break this? The first step is intentional awareness. The first step is becoming conscious of this and how we have been perpetuating this belief. Right. Also forgiveness. Once we can recognize this, we have to forgive ourselves. We have to practice forgiveness. And we have to also understand too that wherever we learn this belief along the along our life, wherever we picked up this belief about ourselves, we have to forgive. Because, you know, chances are it wasn't intentional. Chances are that person didn't mean to hurt us. That did, person didn't mean to tell us this thing. And there's also the experience of, you know, maybe they did. Maybe they did intentionally try to hurt us. I don't know your entire life story, and so I can't comment on that. I'm speaking from a very generalized place, a very, you know, overviewed place. And yes, this is a process of learning to unravel these beliefs that we have held for so long. So I'm going to speak further on this because I can go on further and how do we break this, right? How do we then break this cycle of low self-worth and perpetuating that belief, seeking the validation, seeking the evidence to confirm this belief that I hold about myself? How do I break that? The first step is becoming aware, seeing what it is. What story am I telling myself about myself? What belief am I finding evidence to try and prove, right? We have to become aware of the stories, this big story that we've told ourselves our entire lives. 
And so it is deeper than just this. And I will get into it in another episode, but I want to keep it short and simple and I want to keep it digestible. And I want you to let me know what is it that resonates? What story are you telling about yourself? Does this trigger something within you? I would love to hear from you if you do feel triggered about this. I would love to have a conversation with you. (laughs) I'm sending you all of my love and I will speak to you in the next episode. Make sure to share this and send this to somebody you know might need to hear this. Share this um, on your social media. Please do as you would like with this episode and I will catch you in the next one. Bye.